We're Bible budding. It's here. It's live. Um, we've got my oldest friend in the building for Bible Buds this week. 30 years. 30 years, this fellow Trent. Your oldest friend is only 30 years old? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably just start over. <laughs> Let's restart it. Let's restart Yeah, fuck me. Uh, Trent's on the podcast, so... Um, yeah, this should be dope. Um, I feel like, Trey, you... you were like really raised with any sort of religion were you a little bit i went to like yeah went to uh service on sundays for a little bit but not like okay. not like super consistent but definitely went to like crossroads christian church plenty of times and then yeah i went to a, a christian camp one summer you know for like a weekend or something how old were you uh man when that went down probably like Probably like 11 or something like that 11 12 like just mm. before high school range i'm thinking yeah was it you think you just like ended up at the christian camp just because yeah like it just telling. happened to be like a spot where you could be for that that summer or like after school or whatever um i guess i kind of feel like my parents just put me in it or my mom just put me in it because i don't remember really even asking to go but it was uh to like catalina island and everything so it wasn't just like around the corner you know yeah. it was kind of like a big deal and whatnot and uh one of the homies uh from from back in the day he went to so it was probably like kind of like a, a joint parents decision to like oh let's just throw both the boys in this little yeah camp for for a week or whatever up at catalina because yeah. if you're like as long as you're not like super anti-religion i feel like a lot of parents will like send their kids to like some camp even if it has some you know angle to it i think even parents that are anti-christian would let their kid go to jesus camp just so that they can get out of the house for a week right yeah <laughs> yep yep what about like when you went to Crossroads? Like, would you go with your mom, or was that just like going with other friends? Oh uh, yeah, going with my mom. Yeah, for sure, going with mom. And then, but it was at the age where I'd go to like the the like little preteen, by you know, little service or whatever. And they had the the hip young, uh, like twenty something or teen something, you know, youth pastor guy <laughs> in training and shit. And uh, the cool guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we talked about that a lot with my cousin Rob about like that cool guy worship leader mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and with andrew because andrew was like maybe partially that guy sometimes in high school a little bit which <laughs> looking back leader. i'm just like yeah that guy's not cool there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing cool about it um yeah i mean it, thankfully it didn't carry on into my 20s but um yeah i mean i was a, i was a youth leader for middle schoolers while, when i was in high school so i was definitely the like um, I had a lot of little middle school dudes that really looked up to me when I was like a junior, senior in high school, and that was a mistake for them. <laughs> no, I'm sure it was all good. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of just, it's all about the reasoning people do things for. You know, you probably did it because you know you felt like you had a good relationship with God and you wanted to have have an even better one and bring that relationship to other people. And so, you know, you had your, your intentions right and whatnot. So I'm sure think, like it all worked yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, I think I did it because, uh, youth group was like so important to me, especially when I was in middle school. Um, cause middle school was a pretty fucking sort of a rough time for me. Uh, and I moved in seventh grade and like, yeah, I mean, youth group and like the youth group leaders, um, 
yeah, it just was like, it was the highlight of my week. And gosh, I'll never forget this. I had like, I probably had only been living in Colorado for less than six months. And I was going to this youth group at this Presbyterian church in Boulder. And some guy who was like, he was a college kid at Boulder, you know, was a youth group leader there. And, you know, he could kind of tell that like, I didn't really have any friends and you know during the like free time play time whatever before like worship starts or whatever like i just was kind of like hanging out in the corner by myself or whatever and he was super cool to me and like wanted to know what my situation was and found out that i was like kind of new in town and didn't know a lot of people and that dude like went out of his way uh he showed up the next week in my school to eat lunch with me which was just like such a trip and then like made me seem really cool because this like college guy like came to eat lunch with the seventh grader so i feel like like uh yeah situations like that and like things that happened like that made a big impression on me and i and i wanted to like you know try to be that for some other kids which i think i was for for a few kids like i was pretty close with and i still talk to even to this day but um yeah it's also just a weird that whole culture is just fucking weird man yeah. So there was there was some good. There, I think it was largely good, but like there's definitely some uh, some weird toxic undercurrents for sure. For sure, for sure. I can. Be. Well, that's with anything where somebody kind of looks at you in a in, you know from a lower position or like puts you on a pedestal or has some you know just like maybe not naive, but you know just like when you get a new job or something, you see people and you're like, oh man, they're they're so good at this job or whatever. I kind of need to get on their level. Or learn from them or whatever. But then the more you get to know them, it's just like, ah. Uh, no, you're all, just a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I, don't that, know. I mean, that's the thing with with everybody. It's like how we put um, any sort of celebrity on a pedestal, I guess. And then, like, when they do something that's, like, very human and, and you know, commit their sins or whatever, mm-hmm. everybody like holds them to this this higher standard of some sort like as if they're not just a normal fucking person right yep it's it's like really interesting how how we like hold those celebrities up like that mm-hmm. and without like any grace for them either usually it's just like once they fucked up it's just like no like i don't care what you've done <laughs> for the world like any you know this is like important people in the world that have like done monumental shit, but they've also like done some, probably some fucked up shit too. Yep. Yep. For sure. Or even celebrities that like, what about like a fucking Colin Kaepernick who wasn't even, he he was trying to stand up for the right thing and still got fucked by a bunch of people who were like, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. right. Don't have opinions on that. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking can't win either way. Yeah. So there are so many, so many things in life where people are just like, you better toe the line. We don't want to hear it. Yep. Yeah, you got to pick your battles because it's definitely gonna uh, it's gonna have its repercussions a lot of times. You know, you might have some collateral damage. You might win. You might lose. You know, <laughs> but kind of got to pick them. It's all a part of the experience. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of towing the line and picking your battles and collateral damage, uh, is this gonna be another funny joke? No, I uh, was cool. gonna say I just know that you <laughs> spent some time in the Navy and was curious, sort of like what. What led you to that and, and what that experience was like for you? Um. Yeah, man. The Navy. It's good times. Good times. Uh, let me just start off saying I only did like five years, so I didn't do too crazy of a time. 
That's not still a long time though. Five years is. Yeah, it was solid for sure. It was nothing. It was it was a good little amount of time. But uh, how old were you when you started? I got on at twenty. I decided to wait a couple years after high school, kind of just chill out and figure out some more stuff. So I went at twenty, and then yeah, did my five. But uh, I think what made me want to go in was this, like you know. I can't say that, uh, I can't not say that, like, 9-11 and going through that and, you know, seeing it in, uh, like, high school, you know, sophomore year or whatever, on the TV classroom, uh, and on the, the, the TV in the classroom, you know, morning news and all that stuff, you know, kind of make you feel a certain way, and then just watching... Black Hawk Down and uh, playing little different video games kind of gets that little hero complex going in you and you think, you know, you want to be patriotic and all that stuff. And my pops wanted me to go in, uh, into the Navy and fly jets, but that was not happening. But, uh, but yeah. so Why just, not? Uh, first off, I was like a little too tall and whatnot <laughs> for, for like the standard fighter jets. I yeah. mean, I could have been a pilot of sorts, you know, but... Yeah, so that didn't work Damn. out, and then I didn't even think about yeah, that. You gotta element. be, you gotta be Tom Cruise height if you're gonna be getting in the fighter jet. Yeah, you know, so so I couldn't quite do it that way. And then uh, after my dad passed away when I was in high school, I kind of like was like, I don't need to try to go the officer route or that or anything like that. I kind of thought I wanted to go through buds and like the Navy SEAL program and all that stuff. So I kind of went in with that intention, and then. After I got in, went through boot camp, and then started doing some uh, some prep for buds, I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably not gonna make that cut either. So why, uh, you know, put myself through hell? I mean, I'm sure I could have maybe if I would have really, you know, trained and like been ready for it mentally. But at the end of the day, I was just cool with a regular old Navy job, doing IT, computer and radio communications, and uh, yeah, lucked out getting stationed in San Diego at a unit called Beach Master Unit One." Oddly enough, so I got to work on the beach every fucking day for for almost five years, you know. Got deployed, though. Uh, so I've been on, you know, beaches in other countries. And I've, uh, yeah. And I've also went on deployment by myself to, to myself to another base out in Djibouti, Africa. So I got to go out there for like six months and went to Egypt, saw the pyramids and the Sphinx and all that stuff. And, yeah, been, been around a little bit, sailed a little bit. So it's been all right. That's pretty cool. I feel like that's, yeah, like looking back on it now that it's been, what, almost 10 years since you, more than 10 years since you were, since you left the Navy, like, that's got to be stuff that you really carry with you, like, all that traveling, getting to see the world, you know, getting to see the fucking, I would love to see the pyramids. I'm fascinated by ancient Egypt, so that would be, that's a dream of mine. Very cool. Definitely. Yeah, definitely mad appreciative for being able to see the world you know uh definitely being able to do it once makes it seem more obtainable to do again you know a lot of people seems like don't travel especially out of the out of the country and whatnot but you know but it's like now that i've done it i know that i'm capable of doing it on my own you know and yeah so it's like i'm excited to go see the world again now that i'm a little bit older a little bit more with a different world view you know so it'll be interesting to see some of that same stuff again hopefully yeah for sure and just like the perspective you got to gain from those experiences, seeing like third world countries and shit and just being like, oh, wow, like shit is really different for some people. Yeah, definitely. Poverty is yeah totally different in other countries. And, you know, at, and at the same time, you see some people living in poverty, but they still can uh, 
make the best of it and have a smile on their face and you know try to make ends meet where they can and whatnot but uh yeah it's just like the the struggle is universal you know there's not a lot of us that are on top you know so the struggle is universal well said (laughs) um we've talked a lot about discipline through religion and like through religious practices on this podcast just speaking to like Andrew's friend Wally, who's his Muslim dude, and just talking about the discipline that goes into being like really in tune with your your practice as a Muslim and just like the dedication of, you know, praying five times a day and, you know, and, and it, how it's this cleansing process and whatnot. And then talking to the few Mormon people that we've had on and just kind of the discipline that goes into that religion and the rigidness of it. Um, so obviously discipline is like a huge part of the military and learning, you know, how to do things in an orderly fashion, whatnot. So yeah. How much impact do you feel like that experience had like on your, on your daily function now? Um, I'd say, I'd say to have a, a decent uh, probably i feel like religion would probably have more of not for me personally but if i'm comparing in my mind the discipline that one might gain from religion and being like real not i don't want to say hardcore but real uh i don't know real faithful i guess just real into into the you know religion and uh versus discipline military wise i think it's kind of two different things cuz like i feel like discipline in the military is more of a you you the reason behind it is kind of like life and death like mm. for the now in in like this this body I'm in right now like if I don't have discipline I can end up killing myself or killing my my brethren my brothers and sisters around me and whatnot but then when it comes to in my mind when it comes to discipline religion wise it's more you know yeah like thinking more of like not just this life but the next life um like trying to make sure you go to to heaven kind of 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 a deal kind of discipline you know just not letting your vices get the best of you you know and trying mm-hmm. to just make the right decisions to hopefully make it to to heaven and whatnot you know if that may be the case yeah but, but uh i don't think that's necessarily the case that everybody holds their their religion with for such sure. discipline but i feel like that for me in my mind that's what, what would make me be more disciplined when it comes to religion i guess yeah so. i think that could be a piece of it but if you also look at like you know, Buddhists and shit that are super disciplined, like Buddhist monks, like there's clearly a value for them in, in what I view as like sort of a same, like a militant, uh, discipline where it's like you wake up every day at four o'clock in the morning, you make your fucking bed, you like eat a meal, you meditate, you like do something to take care of your body. You do something to take care of like whatever community you're a part of whether that's like gardening or sweeping or whatever like and you just do this same shit every day so that you can like keep yourself clear and open to life i guess or something i don't know i don't i don't fully understand it i feel like with the military that a lot of the discipline it's like what you're talking about where it's just like you got to be ready all the time and so like there's no space for uh yeah like letting shit slip because, yeah, if some dude, you know, if shit goes haywire and some dude didn't make his bed 
and his sheets are all over the ground, like, and someone slips on him, like, <laughs> you know, that person doesn't get out of the ship. Because fucking Prime Turtle example. Prime example. Think, that's what the making the bed is about? It has to be, right? I don't know. You tell no, me. No, it's about attention to detail. Uh, it's about forming, like, that habit of attention <laughs> so they don't slip. That's amazing. I think, it's, I think it's more of, like... Obviously, I know about attention yeah, to detail. I get yeah, it. That's amazing. That's, that's so that's, good. That's solid, though. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You do got to keep them sheets off the ground though you know it's tight spaces you don't be trying yeah. to trip all over people's shit yeah, you'd be a real asshole is what i'm saying if you if you but didn't it, make your bed facts it's that brush your teeth thing though that you talk about or that like p holmes talks about of yeah. like you you know you do everything the way you do one thing yeah and, and wally talked about that too about how you know good habits have this like synergistic effect <clears throat> and they build on each other and so like if you are strict about making your bed every day and brushing your teeth every day and like you know working out and whatever like it just bleeds into the rest of your life uh and you just have more discipline for for all aspects of your life yeah but like yeah that makes sense though like what you're saying as far as the the life and death thing you know like you're doing a lot of that discipline stuff so that you don't fucking you know botch the misloading of the gun while yeah. you're while yeah. you're like in the midst of it or something like that where yeah the discipline on the on the spiritual side is just like understanding like the reward of that is you feeling that you're like optimizing your you know yourself at the, the highest level or operating at the highest level in that way but no actually though but like hearing you guys talk about it and hearing your your take on it i would it's almost yeah there's in ways that it is the same because uh even though it's like in the military it's life or death but it's not as serious as like you know loading a gun or being able to shoot somebody at all times or stuff like that because you know like i was in the navy you're on a ship it's not necessarily like right. super war time all the time and stuff like that's sure. not super tense but it could be just like little things like um doing some maintenance on a piece of equipment on the ship you know and it's just like you're scheduled to do it you have to say you did it you know and and you have to you have to just uh printed out steps you have to go through a certain way you're supposed to do it you know that it's already written down procedure being this is how long it's going to take you this is what you need and then it's up to you to go do that you know nobody's gonna nobody's gonna check you nobody's gonna be over your shoulder you know if you're a responsible person or people think you're a responsible person you know so it's up to you to do it and you know you can not do it and say you did and sign sign the paperwork you know and going on about your business mm -hmm. and and nothing might have ever happened you know, and and everybody goes on their merry way. But, you know, it's a possibility, though, that some, you know, one day that piece of equipment malfunctioned, you know, at a prime time. And it could, you know, cause some catastrophic, you know. Yeah. And it could, have, it could have been because you didn't maintain it. Yeah. Just at one time you weren't really with yourself. So just like uh, discipline, like with uh, meditation or exercise and this and that it's like if you if you're really about it and real with yourself you know and have that discipline then it definitely like crosses over into other avenues you know because like for sure when it comes to discipline you know like a lot of we all live in the new millennium with social media and all that stuff so it's like if you see people like oh doing yoga or working out and doing that and it's just like uh do you really do it because you could do it without having to just tell me you do it you know because that's yeah. still doing it at the same time so Right. And, you know, but it's like, yeah, some mental health stuff, though. Like yeah, for little, sure. Some, little maintenance stuff that's not life or death is like really some mental health stuff, though, low key. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, there's no way 
Like if you develop the discipline to wake up every day at a decent hour and and carve out the time to meditate every single day, there's probably no way that's not going to have some sort of like positive impact on you, I would imagine. For sure. And yeah. even greater than discipline, I think we're also talking a little bit about like structure, right? Exactly. Yeah. And having yeah. like an intense structure that you just have to stick to. Um it, it just does, sets the tone for everything. Yeah, and it sort of frees up your fucking weird overthinking mind to not be so tied up in itself all the fucking time because it's just like, no, nah, we already have most <laughs> of this shit figured out. Like, this is when you wake up. This is what you're doing at this time. If you need to fix the ship, here's the steps to do it. And I feel like it's an interesting metaphor for life because I think so much of life is like you got to – this is kind of cheesy, but it's like, you got to learn, you got to learn the rules so you know how to break them. And if you don't learn how to do things right, like if you don't learn how to properly maintain the ship, then you wouldn't know how to do it in a way where you could take a shortcut that makes sense that, you know, would still be safe. Like right, right. you need to do it, a, you know, a hundred times following the steps before you can see like, Oh, like when I, notice this and this like then i can skip steps four through seven yep yep because i don't need to do it um and i feel like life is so that way and i and i feel like a lot of times like people try to skip to the part where it's like you are just uh yeah like post all of the work you know like mm. post all of the work of being in the structure and being in the discipline and learning the rules of life you try to skip to the end part and it's like yeah but you don't have you don't have any of the experience to then inform this. So like you're just going to be sort of shooting in the dark at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially first getting started, you know, when it comes to starting a new practice, when it comes to discipline or, you know, some kind of self maintenance and stuff, that's the, or anything in life. I feel like this, is the beginning part, being able, being able, uh, able or willing to like let yourself suck and, and not like try to be too upset about, trying something new and not being good at it for for a while you know yeah you know that's that's the tough part yeah i'm still not a great guitar player by any means but i remember when i first got my guitar when i was 14 and i was so fucking irritated that i couldn't just pick it up and like play songs right and it was just like horrible like bad enough where i just like yeah, just like walked away from from it for like three years before, yeah, I even like picked it up again and probably like seven years later was when I started getting willing to, you know, try at it. And it's just like, oh, when I do this every day, I'm actually like getting to the point where I feel like this is listenable or something along those mm -hmm. lines. It's like, oh, I'd like never thought I was going to be able to like make my hands move in that way. Like I always felt like I was never going to be able to stretch my hands that way. I was never going to be able to create like more than just like the two finger bar mm -hmm. chord. Like I was mm -hmm. never going to develop any sort of technique or anything for anything. Yeah. I think, I think everybody has to have some experience with that in particular, where you sort of have, you have something that you're trying to learn or something you're trying to achieve. And you're just like, it feels impossible. Like, yeah, from where I'm standing right now, there's no way that that's ever going to happen. But it's like, you know, if you put in the consistent work, like, and follow, you know, maybe some of the, some of the shit that those have gone before you, like some of the advice that they have for you, some of the structure that they put in place, like 
you'll get there and there's like there is an immense joy in like arriving somewhere and remembering where you started and being like oh at one point i thought that this would never be possible and i worked hard and look at me now um and then at the same time you know because like i'm a pretty good guitar player i've learned all kinds of stuff on guitar that i thought i would never be able to do um yeah you can shred you're you're great you're a great fucking guitar player but like I still, you know, I still get overwhelmed or intimidated by certain things in my life that I, especially like, yeah, a new spiritual practice or something where I'm just like, I really want to arrive at the end and I'm not, I feel so far away from it that it's like, I might as well just not even start then. Right. Yep. Yep. I think like the difficult thing, even like coming to something more in, in that realm that you struggle with, like maybe the guitar for me. Maybe this is something you can relate to, Trent, because I feel like you're you're also pretty naturally gifted at maybe playing kind of all kinds of sports. Like you could recreationally participate in anything. And uh, it was like so that was like picking up a guitar was so different than me wanting to play hockey. It was just like, oh, like I'm actually like just kind of maybe a little naturally good at this game. Like I know how to play it. It's obviously playing it a lot got me really good but it was so different than like struggling to the point where I was just like, I'm awful at this. This is like gave me perspective on like why kids quit playing sports when they're just like fucking terrible at right. it. Cause it's, it's awful. You're and you humiliated and you're, you know, it sucks when, when you're failing, especially as a kid, I think. Yeah. Maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes there's, I feel like in Western society, we really don't value giving up, you know? Like, no, nobody wants to be a quitter, especially growing up. You're like, oh, you're fucking quitting? Right. Like, any coach would be like, we don't have, we don't have quitters on this team. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if you suck shit at baseball, then, like, maybe you should quit and just focus on basketball. Like, if you're, <laughs> right. if you're more interested in that and more passionate about that. And life is sort of the same way where it's just like, there's only so much time that we have here. And there's only so much time we have in the day. And you can't fucking do everything. So if you really want to be, like someone who's into meditation and you give it an honest shot and you just feel like I suck at this. I'm not connecting with this. Then like, maybe it's just not for you right now. Yeah. Maybe you'll circle back to it in the future. Like you did with guitar. Yeah. But like I do, I'm seeing the value in that more in my life of just being like, as I get older where I'm just like, man, if I like, if I'm not really into it, then like, I'll just, I'll just do something else then. Yeah. For sure. I agree. But I just feel like it, you. I feel like for sure before I quit something, I really have to think about it, like a good, yeah. good and hard. Mm. And just because I quit for a while doesn't mean that I won't pick it back up if it's something right. that, like, I if it's something that I can or I had the resources to put right. down and put back up or something like that. Like how you were saying, like I definitely felt like you know I've always been kind of like physically not gifted but all right where I can play any sport yeah. or whatever. You play a pretty yeah. high level of college dude. football and like you know. But I um, obviously have some skills and like, uh, yeah. And like, even at like post-military, like I still was trying to play football, like, you know, 28 years old and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, but like now that I'm older, you know, I've always had it. Well, now that I'm older, I'm getting back to the, the trying to get back to the, the creativeness and like passion I had for music and whatnot, you know? 
so like I feel like definitely there's times I feel like I suck at that just practicing like finger drumming or just trying to make beats and whatnot and it's just like sometimes I'll feel good about it you know and then other times I'm like all right this beat is trash like I don't even want to like if, yeah. even come back to it like it was just like just this little session and that and that's okay like I don't have to like save every beat or whatever you know and I don't necessarily have to like I don't know it's just it's a weird feeling but it's definitely well yeah that's sort of the inverse of what I was just talking about where it's like maybe you sometimes we have things that like we really want to be good at or we really want to connect with and you give it an honest try and it's just like and even there are things in my life where it's like i am good at that like i still don't want to do like i'm really good at math i don't want to be an engineer right right like i'm just not i'm not connected to it but the inverse of it is like something where it's like yeah like i'm not particularly great at this and maybe i never will be but i still like doing it yeah and i should just be okay with like just doing it for uh feeding my my spirit and like yeah my happiness as opposed to just being like that sort of like western thought of like well if i'm doing this i have to be getting like exponentially better right and like reaching this point of like mastery it's like not everything needs to be mastered true story i think that's yeah the bottom line is like what is like success you know like why are you doing something you know it's like i want to i want to make beats and like make music but like i'm not really trying to do it to 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 blow up or get famous or anything like that but it would be cool to put some music out there because now it's so accessible you know whatnot but you know it's like i'm just doing it just to just to feel like a kid again i guess you know and not think like kind of like meditation like i just do you have to like practice things to kind of just put your mind at not thinking about the rest mm. of whatever is going like the, your your real life you know yeah like it's sometimes it's nice to suck at one thing because it's just taking your mind off the the rest of the sucky life that <laughs> things that might be going on in life you know but it's just like yeah but this thing this one thing can change if you just keep on putting a little bit of time in it every once in a while hopefully or something you know it's just you yeah. never know it's powerful like and exciting when you do like make those strides at those things you're fucking awful at at the beginning too like it's it's sure. just, it's super exciting and it makes you just want to get like oh well like what can i do with it now if i if i was able to get from this fucking negative point in my mind to you know something that feels substantial it's like yeah that like really opens it up i think sometimes and it like sets a bar too for what you're doing as well it's like you're you're making beats so like if you make this new dope beat it might make the previous ones look like trash and the same with songwriting it's Mm -hmm. like the same shit it's like oh now everything like needs to be on this level yeah for sure i mean i 2020 has been a rough year for songwriting for me but like you know i can still write a good song occasionally and it's like i just have to do it and i just have to accept that sometimes i'm gonna write songs that like are not that good that even I don't really like that much. Uh, and that's okay. Like it's worth it to put in the time, you know, and I feel like this transfers to, to anything, to any other like spiritual practice or whatever. Like I feel like meditation is a great example. It's like not every day that you meditate is going to be a 10 out of 10. Holy shit. I feel so good after doing that. A lot of times it's like, maybe it won't be at all, but maybe, one out of five like it will and so it's worth it to have the four experiences where that are sort of lackluster for the one that you know totally like changes your lens for the day right right for sure facts 
I need to get into meditation. I really gave it too much of a shot, honestly. Like some actual like sit down, you know, like meditation or lay down. Like I'm sure there's different ways to do it yeah. and whatnot, you know. And there's different styles and different techniques. I've and stuff, I've messed so. around with it quite a bit, and I've gotten to a point where I kind of felt like the sit down meditation practice wasn't really my thing, and what I wanted to practice more of was just like how can I be, how can I put myself in scenarios where I can be super mindful. Whether that's doing the dishes and like really being present doing the dishes and not trying to like distract myself with music or a podcast or whatever, or folding my laundry, like all those little chores that I have to do. It's like, just like show up and do them and be totally present while you're doing it. And then for me, like the most meditative thing that I do, I mean, it used to be rock climbing and now I feel like it's just walking like walking or hiking mm-hmm. like instead of walking and hiking with again with like music in my ears at all times it's like sometimes yeah maybe i'll go on a on a long walk or hike and like i'll listen to a podcast but sometimes like i force myself not to and i just focus on each step after another which is not that different than sitting still and focusing on your breath right um but for me mm-hmm. i feel like i still get a similar benefit um of just being like of it pulling me into the present moment and it's still obviously challenging even if you're like even if i have like a mantra in my head and i'm walking and i'm focusing on my steps like i'll still catch myself being like man that dog up there is fucking dope like love that dog and then i'm like wait no (laughs) i need to focus on my steps like that's i'm trying to be present um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was gonna be one of my questions. Actually, kind of answered it just now with the with the dog thing. So, like, say you're washing your dishes, you know, and focusing on your steps, you know, just wa- you know, counting your rotations and watching the suds in the water and whatnot, sure. and now counting bubbles or something. And then you know you hear you hear a little chirp outside your window. Are are you getting frustrated because you might look at the bird outside, or are you trying to block it out? You know. No, or? I mean that's life. It's 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 very for me. It's very similar to. The practice is very similar to a sitting meditation where it's like you're going to have thoughts come in and intrude. You're going to have environmental factors intrude. You're not going to be able to hold the deep present like awareness uh, 100% of the time. Uh, like my one of my favorite sayings, I think it's, Sharon, it's a saying from Sharon Salzberg, I think. And if it's not from her, it's from one of her teachers. But it's that the growth is in the return. And I feel like that applies to fucking everything, but it's specifically, they're talking about meditation where it's like the growth is in getting distracted and then bringing yourself back in. Right, right, right. So getting your, getting distracted, losing your train of thought, having an intrusive thought, like that's not the problem. And the practice is allowing that to happen. And then like being gracious enough with yourself to allow yourself to then come back instead of being so frustrated that you're like, fuck, I didn't do it. It's like, no, you are doing it. And right, like, right, yeah, right, right. the more that you continue to return, um, yeah, the more you can grow in that practice. Right. So the more you can sit in that pocket. <clears throat> yeah. Which for me, like that idea of the growth is in the return. Like I really apply that to all kinds of shit, you know, like, oh, I've given up on working out for two months. It's like, okay, well the growth is in the return. Like I just need to show up and do it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yep, you know, yeah. And Absolutely. then like, yeah. And then just keep giving it another shot. And like, the more I sit and get down on myself about how I'm not doing this or I'm not doing it right or I'm not doing it well enough, it's like that doesn't really do fucking anything for me. It doesn't accomplish anything. So Yeah, I, yeah. I feel that for sure. Depression, man, that shit's good at building walls up though quick. That's you know? yeah. like that, that shit is overwhelming as fuck. And Tell you what. Yeah, it's hard to be 
optimistic about the uh, the piles of anxiety that you're building for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of coming out of a haze of, you know, like I just I'm coming off of a of a breakup, um, and the last month I've been basically just like doing the bare minimum that I can you know muster at work and then fucking laying on the couch and watching the sopranos like, <laughs> and that's it and then i finished the sopranos long ass series and was just sort of like all right like this i can't i let myself do that for a little bit and i think that that was okay you know i was really sad i had a lot of things that like i needed to think about and reckon with that like i just maybe wasn't spiritually ready to yet and now it's sort of like okay i need to like start showing up for myself like i gave myself some space to like wallow and to be sad and to just like eat my feelings and drink my feelings and like sort of like push it down and not address everything and now like there's a lot of things that i need to address and there's a lot of work that i need to do and a lot of growing that needs to be done and like it's time to get to work and you know i might have a couple days here or there where like today needs to be a down day but like overall i feel like uh yeah i don't know i don't know where i'm going i'm just stoned ranting at this point yeah I'm, i haven't even smoked yet it's just you guys with your joints i'm getting fuck? secondhand <laughs> but i do feel kind of stoned <laughs> it's smoky hot box. it's fucking smoky in here yeah it's a little smoky it's yeah. bible buds dude you're, you're sitting in between two people smoking at six yeah. like less than six feet technically a little bit less we are not well, practicing full so, social distancing so you, right now but we're you know, building where you get hit right. with uh with walls of smoke keep you safe <laughs> i'll just go ahead and join y'all how about we, that? we do have our own solo joints though it's not like we're you know having some covid joints you know no, no, um no. you guys go to sleep in silence or do you always have something going uh it's I, I i go either way i can do either way but if if i'm like lately i feel like i've been just falling asleep with the tv on really yeah. like with some youtube shit going and then like yeah it just kind of turned you know sleep timers so, itself but depends on if i'm sober okay um, <laughs> and if i am Fair. if i am high or if i am uh drunk or buzzed or if i am both um so like i.e friday night yeah i probably can just like my head's gonna hit the pillow i'm gonna go ahead and just pass out mm. and i'm usually not getting into bed until like i'm fucking tired of shit anyways yeah. but like on like a you know random weeknight where i'm stone sober like yeah i i don't want to it, it just depends it's like I, I guess if i worked out really hard that day then i can probably just i'll be tired enough to just go to bed but on a lot of other days since i work an office job like I have days where it's just like, all right, it's like 1130. Like I got to fucking go to bed. Cause I got to get up at seven. Yeah. And so then I just do like, I have like a ritual where it's like, I go upstairs, I brush my teeth. I take, you know, a melatonin or like I drink sleepy time tea or whatever it is. And then I get into bed and I put on Spotify has this like deep sleep playlist. That's just mm. sort of like nice electronic ambient noises. Yeah. I have a little speaker in my room and, for me, yeah, putting on the deep sleep thing and setting it to like a 45-minute timer, it just works every time. If I'm not sleepy, like it'll lull me to sleep. So, but I can't do someone empty. I can't do like occasionally I've I've fallen asleep to, you know, T 
TV and I've gone through phases where it's like I fall asleep to TV or YouTube every night, but like I can't do that anymore. There's just too many times where like I wake up and four in the morning and some kind of weird frantic <laughs> whatever and the TV's still going. And I'm just like, ah, fuck. Yeah. And then yeah. I have to like go. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So I try to be, I try to be careful with that. And if I'm going to fall asleep to anything, it's just going to be that deep sleep and I'm going to set it to a timer. Yeah. No, I feel you. I I can do both for sure. Like if I know I really have to get to bed, I'll turn off all the lights and stuff. If I'm feeling kind of tired, but I can sleep through a lot of shit. So I, it doesn't matter if it's light outside, if uh, the blinds are open. It's true. Uh, He's the king of naps. When yeah. I first met you, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, when I first met you, I remember like learning real quickly about some some nicknames. One of them being Scoops. Uh, and then. Two. Two of them. And then, what, did Sleepy T come from Mike? Yeah, Mountaineer Mike called him Sleepy T. Sleepy T, because y- it's true. You just like, if you're like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. Like, you just go ahead and you don't even need to be like, I'm going to lay down and take a nap. You're just like, I'm in a chair right now, so I'm going to go ahead and just close my eyes and take a nap real quick. Yeah, you know, just get it in when you can and whatnot. We so. went to the river one time. You took a nap on a log <laughs> that was like six feet up off the ground. And I remember right. thinking, like, if this dude moves at all, he's going to fuck. And you were just like, it's fine. I'm not moving. Like, when I go to sleep, I'm just out. Yeah, man. Sure enough, you took a 30 minute nap in the sun <laughs> on this log. It's <laughs> fucking 98 degrees outside. <laughs> Amazing. Like film like the Jungle Book out here, taking naps on fucking <laughs> tree branches and shit. The cold ass water, though. That military life. But yeah, man, nah, you know, it's just, yeah, I can I can sleep when I, when I need to sleep. I don't know. I probably don't get enough sleep, you know, by the books scientifically, but, you know. It's just like I only need like four or five hours sometimes to get done something, you know, whatever my next activity is to get done. So it's just like, yeah, I can shut it down for a while, turn it back on, whatever. Yeah. Four or five hours. That's not enough. Sleepy tea. It's not. This is why you're so sleepy. Yeah, but it's all right. You got to get you got to get the eight to nine. (laughs) Sleep is so important. Eight to nine. Did you ever listen to that? Like years ago, I feel like it was Rogan years ago had this. uh I'm trying. I like how I'm being like years ago, so I can try to put some distance between myself and Joe, <laughs> even though I still listen to his podcast from time to time. But uh, yeah, he had some yeah, dude, dude on who wrote that book about sleep, who was just like, "This is like the most important health, right. one of the most important health factors that nobody is talking about." Yeah, I, I believe it, but still, it's like can, I, I still need to see the guy. It's like I, I understand like the the data and stuff, but it's like you you know I'm, how much sleep you're getting. Yeah. You need to get like what have you, know, you done? Then? I th- I what think have it's you done? Also, like is this guy running marathons? Is this yeah. guy is he doing anything I want to do? You know, right. do I wanna <laughs> with be all like that sleep. Guy? Yeah, is he like how I want to be? You know, I sure. think True. I think it's also like yeah, I'm sure sleep is important. It's probably not great for you to get three to four hours of sleep every night, but if you like. <laughs> operate well on five and it doesn't bother you to be on five and that's just kind of how you are like who am i to say it's wrong i don't know yeah i think it just like comes down to like how do you feel like do you if you feel good at five or six hours like yeah some people just don't aren't aren't good sleepers and it's just not even worth you know sitting in the bed and they'd rather just get up and be productive if they're gonna like feel the itch for two hours in the morning for sure which i have mornings like that where i wake up kind of early and i'm just like i can't fall back asleep and it's like 5 30 5 a.m and i'm like well then fuck it i'll just get up i'm like i have an early day today um, and I think the only time that fucks with me is then when like midnight rolls around that night and I'm like, I should be tired of shit right now. And I'm not. Yeah. I, uh, I was just thinking about when you're talking about meditation and I feel like I asked that the question about whether you go to sleep in silence, 
I feel like going to sleep in silence can be like its own form of meditation because it's usually going to take you like probably anywhere from five to 20 minutes to, to accomplish that with no music going so on. You have to quiet no your mind sound, but all on your own. Yeah. I never thought I always went to sleep with the TV on forever. Always fell asleep with the TV on. It was always so hard for me to like just sit with my thoughts forever and that's that's usually what people will say. It's like I don't want to go. To, like I'm just gonna be sitting there thinking. And it's just like, yeah, you yeah, are. You are. For <laughs> you sure. are. You're gonna dig into some shit every once in a while. But um, I think uh, yeah, that on its own can be like this its own little meditation practice before bed, or at least for me, because if I'm going to go to bed in silence, which is probably like a fifty fifty. I like to go to sleep listening to podcasts a lot. Yeah. Or I also have like a meditation playlist that I dig that it's like deep sleep shit. And it always like takes me into like some weird fucking dreams usually. So I, I just kind of like to go deep on it. I like but, how both you and me are like, I mean, I don't meditate, but hiking can be meditation. Like <laughs> falling asleep with no, the, with no I, sound yeah, can be meditation. I don't know. I kind of meditate. But it's like if I'm going <laughs> to lay down and do that, I have to do some usually do some deep breathing right. that goes no, along with it. And it's just like this whole, it's, it's a process. Yeah. A lot of bottom line is mindfulness, I guess, really, you know, it's just being in whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to go to sleep, like you should really every once in a while, try to give it a chance to just go to sleep or like going for a hike, go for a hike to just go for a hike. Don't think about music or how fast you're going or how slow you're going maybe how many steps you need to get or whatever yeah. you know just just go for a hike and just breathe yeah, just feel, like, feel breathe what it. it is to be like walking around right yeah. don't always be worried about the right music for the ride my biggest thing on hikes is i'm always it. like where am I about to get this cheeseburger from when I'm done? <laughs> where's the food at the end of this yeah, trail? What do I get for doing this? All right. Let's, let's bounce back to childhood. You're going to church here and there. Are you as a kid at all? Do you feel like any sort of like God experience or like connection to some higher power or any like sort of awareness with that shit? Yeah, I think so. I think I felt like I had a little relationship with God back in the back in the good old days. Not saying I don't now, but uh but yeah, definitely felt like yeah, you know, I'd like I'd pray, you know, and you know, hope somebody's listening and whatnot and yeah, definitely definitely uh just you know as a role model like i feel like most religions are but like yeah it's just like all right this guy's a good dude like all right obviously being a good dude is the way to be like you know so yeah You're talking about just like people within the church and stuff that you looked up to no or? jesus like jesus. like the bible and right. stuff like yeah. you know the gold like, standard. like the people the, you know the, yeah like people are trying to make him be yeah both, you know for sure yeah be like guy. be like jesus what would jesus do and whatnot yeah for sure so it's just like yeah just kind of just be a good person it's kind of been like without with or without religion i think from a young childhood just like be a good person lean into of, the good yeah it's yeah just the easier way to go yeah all right i uh i was just curious because like i don't know definitely just from like some of the the psychedelic adventures that I've gone in with you on seem like seem like there was like a, always like some sort of spiritual intent of some sort or like wanted to explore that a bit like on some of the deeper shit you know where some people are just trying to do some psychedelics to fucking 
you know they're, they're not wild. they're not looking to tap into like anything no, particularly they're looking to tap you know, out <laughs> yeah they're, they're right. Yeah. right right um yeah I don't know. Uh, from a young age, though, like especially going to churches, like I, you know, there's a couple times I went to church with you and your mom to the Catholic church, you know, for sure. So it's just like going to the Catholic church and seeing just how different the services, you know, right? All the getting up and getting down and, and all this other stuff. <laughs> so much getting up. It's a getting lot up. of kneeling, a lot of standing up, a lot <laughs> I, of sitting down. Sometimes I realize you got to get up to bless up, though. Is true story. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get up and get down to bless up. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, at an early age, I realized that, like, religion is, like, different for a lot of people. So mm. it's just, like, I kind of realized that, like, yeah, you know, Christianity was the one I was kind of brought with first. But, like, I can't, like, yeah, there's just so many where it's just, like, they're you know, I don't know. They're all they're all different but the same. So I just always kind of had that in the back of my mind growing yeah. up when it came to church. Because it's like, yeah, I would like to, I've read little books about Buddhism or something like that, you know, and it's just like, I need to read the Quran and all kinds of stuff, but it's just like, yeah, you know. Perspective. I feel like they're all getting down to the same point, kind of, but probably not, but. I don't know, I feel like there's some core truths, for sure, and uh, goodness and, you know, love and compassion for yourself and your neighbor, like, those seem to be pretty universal there's not a lot of religions out there being like well <laughs> you don't have to love your neighbor if, uh, <laughs> yeah you know don't be good to people um yeah for sure uh what about like in the military what was there did you see a lot of like people representing a lot of different religions there what did you see i don't know a little bit i feel like the they kind of have they have a little bit of the resources there and stuff like they have commands like have chaplains and bases have chaplains and their service on deployment and stuff and they try to have different services and like stuff like that so there's kind of opportunity for it but i'm sure a lot of people kind of just keep their their religion their personal relationships kind of more personal probably in the military some of them but at the same time there is a lot of people that are like very open and and you know religious because you know especially with the 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 job at hand you know yeah a lot of people definitely have a relationship with higher power i feel like you know for for better or worse because it's all you know we all like we all have our different intent for different things you know so i don't know it's just yeah most of the services on the base though i'm assuming we're like christian denomination they have they have uh i'm sure, like if you had a larger base they'll probably have all that stuff a christian chaplain a catholic chaplain a muslim chaplain like they'll probably have people from all over you're not and, gonna see a fucking temple though there's not gonna be a bunch of jews in the military but uh <laughs> not. you know yeah so but like if you're on deployment or something and you're on your ship then like there might just be one chaplain so it's just like what a, you know whatever his religion is is probably you know whatever but he'll st you know he's still the home it's all it's all love it's all you know it's all god it's all a higher power so yeah if you go to somebody you know then yeah you'll figure it out between the two of you you'll you'll feel you'll feel what you need to feel or get something out of it you know <laughs> if you're being real about it yeah so who doesn't want to you know yeah who doesn't want to just do right by the next person person are here if somebody has something they want to really tell me you know it's just like yeah I'll, I'll hear you out you know and i'll tell you how i feel so right right it's just like yeah 
whatever religion. So I feel like in the military, people kind of get that, you know. Yeah. So you can be a Christian pastor and have, you know, a, a Muslim guy come up to you and fucking ask you some questions, and I'm sure they'll be all right. For sure. Yeah, it was cool having that perspective as a kid, too. My dad being Jewish, even though we didn't like go deep into the, you know, the religious practices of that because he wasn't super into it. I think it was like nice to know that, you know, that there were other pathways to this same thing. And I wasn't like in some situation where it was like devalued, where. You know, you get into some like weird territories within religious sects of like maybe some of the extremism or just just thinking that like their religion is above all or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the same, you know, yeah, just like kind of that fucking nationalistic like vibe towards religion in some ways of, you know, this is better than that and yeah. that shit is wrong, so... Yeah, it was nice having that perspective. What kind? Yeah, for sure. Um, What kind of like? What kind of folks did you encounter regularly in the Navy? Like, do you do you still have a lot of a lot of close friends from back in those days? Like, did you did you vibe with? Like, to me, you're such like a chill, um, like you know, open minded, open hearted person. I can't really ever see you being. Uh, obviously I don't know you when you're younger, but can't really see you being like a, you know, a very like hyper nationalistic, like very conservative type person, not even politically. I just mean like sort of like sociologically conservative where you're like, this is the way we do things. Like I'm not open to new experiences. Uh, so I'm curious, like, yeah, what your, what your experience was being, you know, I think a lot of people, if they met you and learned that you were in the military at all, would be like kind of surprised. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you meet all kinds of people in the military. I definitely feel like I definitely, like, as you said, they kind of have that vibe. And, like, I'm down to, like, be cool with anybody, you know, as long as they're, you know, pretty pretty respectful and don't get too out of line and stuff. So, like, I'll I'll put up with a lot. So I've met a lot of people in the military, you know, and, uh, yeah, from all over, all over the states, I've, you know, I've I'm African American and I definitely met cats where it's just like yo you're one of the first I've had cats from like South Dakota tell me like yo you're one of the first like black people I've ever like talked to or like you know really had a relationship with and shit you know and like or told told my pops back home you know like yo I there's just you know I'm hanging out with a black dude and you know it's not bad or whatever so it's like it's cool but at the same time with that being said like putting myself out there with like a lot of people I uh, sometimes I don't. I I don't really uh, have or intend for relationships to last that long. I guess it's like I'm I'm not too upset if I you know don't talk to somebody for the rest of my life. To right. be honest, it runs because, its course. Yeah, you know if I can set an example and then if if we can still talk to each other, that's cool. But you know if I put myself out there a couple of times and don't hear back or vice versa or you know just people grow older and we, we're all doing different things and especially with uh social media now it's just like some there's some of my the, my old shipmates that I felt like you know that I would talk to forever and love you know and we we're you know we're still boys you know like I you know I'd still look out for somebody if I you know if something happened or if they were in town I would love to see them you know but there's definitely people that I just don't talk to and especially with like yeah like social media and the whole political 
uh, climate and talk that's been going on for the last couple of years in the States. It's just like, I don't really feel like I would be upset if I never talked to you again, you know? So it's all right. Like mm-hmm. I can, you know, yeah, but I hope, I hope they do well and I hope sure. they, you know, live their best life, you know? Yeah. I feel you. I mean, shit, I was in a fraternity in college. I only keep in touch with like, I met hundreds of dudes through that fraternity and I keep in touch with like four. So, and yeah, the others, like, I, I honestly just like, don't really, it's not that I don't care for them. I just don't really care to maintain a relationship. There's only so many that I can have. Yeah. So I feel that. I feel yeah. that. I had like, I got one kind of like one last homie in the Navy that I, you know, kind of want to talk to a lot, not a lot, but like, I want to hear from and whatnot, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a hard relationship, I guess, me and the homie. But, yeah, because it's, you know, it's it's military service, like, combined and shit. And then you got to throw in, like, getting out. So it's like a whole new world. But then you got to throw in, like, you know, we all have vices and booze and trying to make ends meet. and Yeah. And, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, too many variables in life sometimes. So it's just like I, I can't I can't focus too much on all my relationships with yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's that shit is tough. Especially like yeah, trying to maintain like the long the long term ones. Yeah, I feel like you know, is because you gotta also deal like it's not even always the putting in the energy to like communicate with that person. It's also like just trying to understand how people are changing over time and shit. And it's just like you gotta be receptive to that i guess yeah or figure that part out it's just yeah you know and people we all go through things and i think you know a lot of relationships and a lot of friendships are formed you know through going through things with people you know like our relationship started through my house catching on fire right and shit right. so that's like that's how it started and then we we had that day in common because you know you've seen the fire truck at my house you see me butt naked not butt naked <laughs> but in the street with uh just some some skivvies and a, and a little tank top on right. and you're like oh damn we give give this homie some shorts so we lived through that moment together you know right and then so on and so forth but then but that's just not it because we have given ourselves the opportunity to live through more moments together, mm. regardless of good or bad, you know? Mm, yes. We've allowed ourselves to have crappy <laughs> moments together or apart from each other, you know? But, yeah. and, but then also having the willingness to share those moments still right. is, is where I think where the friendship kind of, where you can gain friendship, you know, or makes it easier is just continuing or being able to continue to, to, share things with you know share experiences or it's not you know they share an experience but your feelings about something you know or how you're just doing when when a friend asks you how you're doing like being real and be like yo i might feel like shit or yeah i feel great or whatever you know going through this thing (laughs) yeah you know yeah absolutely um andrew you stepped out for a second we're just talking about the cornerstone of our relationship and how trent and i met is like his house burnt like almost burned down caught fire you were young, um, young. Right? We were yeah, five, yeah, five. We were like five. Um, and uh, yeah, Trent needed some uh, some new undies, and I hooked him up with some, you know, some clothes and shit, and got him some shorts and whatnot. And yeah, that's our friendship for him. But yeah, absolutely, it's a it's an ever changing thing. It's also like 
it I feel like it's been cool in our, our times of separation, you know, where we've had like these like three or four ga- year gaps or, or so um, like post high school where we don't see each other much because like you're in the military, I'm doing my thing and then yeah and then you come back and we start hanging out again a lot and then you go to Nebraska, I moved to Portland and yep, there's yep. like that three or four years but it's like yeah and now you're you're here as well so it's like yeah it's just like always like all right pick up where we left off it's just yep, you yep. know like sometimes space isn't like necessarily like a terrible thing either it's like doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing but yeah it's dope i i uh i found some cool things actually i was uh i was like thinking about Wait, before we get into your brotherhood yeah. versus just real quick tell me about nebraska and how the fuck you ended up in nebraska and just like what what all went was behind that just be on, just me being me on that on that fuck it like let's just roll the dice and see where we end up but uh not just post navy just uh going back to school on the gi bill went to junior college out in the oc california like moved back to you know corona and the ie or whatever was going to school in the oc so i went to junior college out there started playing ball again and then uh yeah, after my little two years in junior college, I put it, you know, got me some some highlight tape and like sending it out to a whole bunch of little bullshit Division three schools and NAI schools and just like, yo, let me see if somebody will let me give me a couple bucks off of some school just to, you know, play some football and try to be young and shit, you know. So, yeah, I ended up getting uh, hit up by Doan, Doan College, now Doan, Doan University in Crete, Nebraska, and uh yeah, so it's just like, all right, well, I'd have no other reason to go to Nebraska or see, like, okay. the Midwest, so why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Experience everything. How, how long were you there for? Oh, probably, like, almost a good five years, almost. Damn. Yeah. Good chunk of time. Yeah, like... What was that experience like? I'm imagining this is a very small town in Nebraska. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is it was crazy small town, like, probably, like, 30, 40 minutes outside of Lincoln, go to jail for weed shit <laughs> uh, i'm sure you could but i mean it's a college it's, it's a college town too low-key so like college right. kids are partying like you know I, it wasn't not it wasn't hard to get weed necessarily no and right. stuff like that but yeah, definitely, don't don't drive to omaha with it but right, like right. if you're gonna stay in the town then it's probably fine right but i mean i mean yeah you know pe- people got weed everywhere so you know and out there, there's, you know, one-lane highways, long stretches of roads. So, you know, people will be smoking and driving, I'm sure. Not saying I did, but I'm sure people do it. Just like in the country music, all these cats are always talking about drinking on dirt roads and stuff. Like, yeah. I know that shit's real, you know? Oh, I'm sure. Dude, so, I mean, even just the small town of Colorado I grew up in, I remember this one kid on my team, his dad was, uh, he was not like a sheriff, but like he was like not just a regular cop. Right, like he was like a higher up in the in the police department mm-hmm. or whatever, captain or chief or something. Yeah, some shit like that. Like he might have been a sheriff with Boulder. I don't know, something along those lines. But he like he used to drive us in his truck. Like we would drive forty five minutes to a baseball game, and he'd be drinking a fucking beer the entire time. He was a yeah. fucking cop. Yeah, like, well, road so he just was sort of that yeah. type of dude. Just the Midwest lifestyle is yeah, it's yeah. just a whole different thing it's just everything is it's different it's cool though you know it's cool to see definitely cool to be a part of because i definitely like i even lived a lifestyle working at a dog food factory and shit like that so like i lived the blue collar life you know so that was interesting but um yeah even like spent time on the cornfields and shit but um 
Yeah, the Midwest is cool. Did you meet anybody in, crazy in the in your blue collar life or in the Midwest or like at the at the dog food factory? Like, I don't know, just anybody that really caught you by surprise. We were just like, damn, I didn't expect to meet someone as whatever as this person in this place. Like, I feel like a lot of people outside of that think of the people there just being like all pretty kind of like homogenous, like. But, like, there's obviously going to be not just characters, but also people who are, like, you know, super intelligent, like, super into philosophy or some shit. Like, there's weird, quirky people everywhere. I'm For just sure. curious, like, what your experience is with that. Uh, Definitely. Definitely there was weird, quirky people. Definitely a lot of characters. But uh, I feel like I was I, – I feel like in that situation, especially the dog factory, like, I was that person that was the, the, <laughs> right. the, the weird quirky exactly. guy. I didn't expect like, to see you here. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like I always kind of felt like the the odd man out for sure. <laughs> Bringing your philosophy books to fucking work and yeah, shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting over here just describing you yeah. to you, being like, did you meet anyone like that? And you're like, I was that person for everyone. <laughs> but but no, there's definitely like cool people, definitely like mad characters and just, it's just, yeah, it's, you know, good old wholesome people, people with, yeah. Just good old the wholesome people. People Man, that like really live within their families. Yeah, people that live within their families, like people that work full time and still have like a farm between their family and like got some cattle or like do some hay. You got people just small mom and pop owners. Then you got yeah, people just been living in town for fucking ever. I right. just don't leave, you yeah, know. They just live a very simple life. Yeah, people have been working at the factory for fucking forty years and shit like that. Or somebody working down at the 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 pig processing plant in the Wilbur next down the wheel down the way or at the the grain mill up the street it's just like you know and you see these cats every day walmart and stuff like that like you can't there's like happens to be a walmart in that town and it's just like you can't like not see people that you know all the time so it's just like yeah you know kind of be like you know what's up you know you always yeah. gotta throw up the deuces and you know yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a small town, clean, kind you, of. it's really a. It would be inadvisable to be a dick. Yeah. Because there's just not that many people. Yeah, so. it's not a good look. But you know, people do it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people just cannot be stopped from their fucking from their dickishness. Anyways, t- tell us about these verses that you and found. It, it's your- uh. It never seemed like you you hated it though. Every time no. I talk to you about Nebraska, you always seem like for five years. Like you have like some Nebraska pride in you now. Yeah, you, you know? know. Yeah, I feel like exactly. <laughs> I gotta like that's what life is, dude. You gotta take wherever I go, or wherever I've been, like it goes with me. You yeah, know, it's you like take part of on. it. It's part of me. It's part of who I am and shit. So it's just like I try, I try to embrace a lot of that shit. You know. Yeah. So it was it was cool living in Nebraska. I I want to go back to visit for sure, but like I want to be opposed to like moving back someday, you know, according to the right circumstances or whatever, you know. It's like it was it was cool, it was whatever, but it's cheap. Yeah, mad <laughs> cheap, like for real, a whole house to myself for like 620 six, or 675, <laughs> but it's just like uh, a two bedroom house with the with the basement, like half finished basement, so it's like literally like three rooms and mm-hmm. yeah, nice little backyard. Yeah, it, it's easy, easy street. Do you also though feel like the the military experience kind of like unhinged this thing in you to maybe like just want to keep moving around and just keep di- seeing different spots? For sure, yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel like I'm always down to pick up and go. And and plus, prior military, just you know, grown up as kid, 
you know, moved a couple of times, you know, parents getting divorced and stuff like that, different apartments. So it's just like, yeah, it's all yeah. the same. Just kind of always had enough stuff to fit with me, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm like, just see where you end up. And one day I'll find that spot where it's just like, all right, I have a reason to stop somewhere, but I'm not always opposed to picking up and moving. Usually. For sure. So. Yeah. But the military helped, like, for sure. Like, I'm trying to move out the country if the shit else, like, if nothing really else gets cracking anytime soon, like, I'm trying to go to Mexico or yeah. something, Colombia. Yeah. Philippines. That's interesting. I didn't really, uh, Singapore. I didn't really ever, like, make that connection so much, like, the one you were talking about of maybe, you know, the parents getting divorced and kind of moving around to, like, different places, like, for yeah. a while, like, maybe propelling that a bit. And that makes a lot of sense because, like, I feel like I'm also just, like, always just down to be like, yeah, I want to go. Is like, I'm down to go wherever. Yeah. You know. Just, like, if, if there's an opportunity here, like, yeah, let's go, like, experience this for a while or, yeah. And just, it's like, yeah, you move around a lot within, like, a two-year period. You don't really get, like rooted down to a place for a little while yeah. or whatever yep go to a couple different high schools you know yeah it's just like all right for like, sure whatever well, you, see yeah, you know what it's like to start new yeah right yeah so it's just like yeah it's all up to you you got yeah you know it's just like all right i'm going to this new spot i could you know be lay low that might be the plan to lay low or you might yeah. want to try to be try to be the man in town <laughs> and shit you know like fuck it but you know it's all either way it's all good because it's something new it's yeah. all it's all you so you make it what you want to make it right right yeah interesting you know what we're saying <laughs> andrew <laughs> i'm just kidding what you just call me out like kidding. that i was just kidding you moved around yeah i moved around He's, you know he was, he he was in that headspace. He was thinking about it. <laughs> He's letting the thoughts come into the digesting, mind. I was digesting the thoughts along with the barbecue that we've been eating. Yeah. Yeah. And that weed. That weed. I found some uh, some cool little verses, though, about, like, brotherhood and, like, loyalty and stuff. And there's, like, all these great ones. I guess it's, like, mentioned 118 times brotherhood. in the old Bible hood. Mm. The Bible. Yeah. The Bible mentioned but. more times than Jesus himself. Yeah. Uh, there's this Proverbs one from uh, chapter 18, though, verse 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that one's dope. And then there's yeah. uh, this Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity, which just speaking what you were talking about, just yeah. like going through like. Like, when you go through, like, tough shit, you know, together, that obviously, like, makes a substantial, like, growth point, usually, for, like, a, a relationship or whatever. Yep, yep. You know, exposing yourself and whatnot. Uh, but this one's really great, too. A lot of these are just in Proverbs. This one's uh, chapter 27, verse 17. Uh, iron sharp sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another thought that one was really dope but uh slightly sexual <laughs> hey sometimes it's sexy you know, you know sometimes, the bible's, wrong with that, sex sometimes sells. the bible's a little sexy sex you know? sells they're trying to get some 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 subscriptions you know like, it might be okay to sharpen each other a little bit you know this Don't one's also a little sexual let brotherly love continue hebrews that's not sexual that's just one. that's just legit you know <laughs> <laughs> 
See, it's all all perspective. Yes, sir. Yeah. I guess so. That's all it really comes <laughs> down to. Um, do you feel like there's like any like significant time or like things that like maybe triggered you wanting to like dive further into spirituality or just like the inner reflection stuff or just you know the deep psychedelic adventures and whatnot yeah for sure psychedelics is what made me want to take a deeper look into myself and all that good stuff for sure uh yeah bar none uh yeah man because it's like i don't know yeah, like we're talking about depression and anxiety and just experimentation in life, you know, because just like growing up, I was like, especially with having a father that was in the, in the uh, not the military, he was a cop and whatnot. So like I was definitely like in a very obedient, strict household, you know, got yeah, good grades and sure. stuff and was like, yeah, like, yeah, just to get, did good just to make sure I didn't get my ass whooped and shit like that. So like after, after losing my father and stuff it's just like all right i can kind of do what i want you know and then like first you know smoke some weed not until like i was 18 though you know so i don't want to call it a gateway drug but like smoke some weed like it's post high like right after towards the end of high school kind of got into weed for a little bit just tried it a couple times and did the navy then got out and then like started smoking for real for real yeah but um yeah didn't even start messing with psychedelics till i was probably about a good 25 years old you know <clears throat> never tried mushrooms never tried acid and then it's just like I'm kind of bored in Nebraska, and then you know it's kind of around like somebody offered me some, or I you know it just comes about somehow. You know, what walks into your life. Sure. <laughs> sometimes it finds. Sometimes the trip finds you. <laughs> True story. And uh, so yeah, man. So it's just like tried it, and yeah, tried some mushrooms first, and had a you know had a good talk with myself you know like i'm not me personally when it comes to like experimentation or like trying something new or i like i'm really real introvert like i like to do a lot of things alone so it's like if i'm gonna do some mushrooms for try to eat some good amount of mushrooms for the first time like i'm gonna be in my own space not like at a party or some shit like just chilling and like let me just try to figure it, what it's like you know so like i did that and shit just like melts you and makes you like want to like I don't know makes me just like lay on the floor or some shit you know and just like <laughs> stretch and shit and just like yeah just be talking not like talking but just like meditating just think about thoughts that go in and out your head and just kind of like being more alright with them and just like you know their their thoughts and you know I don't know psychedelics they uh, they can teach you a lot I feel like if you're open to it and if you want to but. But at the end of the day, I'm, I really feel like you can get the universe is saying all the same information at all the, at the same time. So it's, yeah, just it's always whatever there. frequency you want to get it on. You, you're going to get it if you're if you're willingness to get, you know, if you're open to receiving it somehow, you'll, you'll, you'll get it what you need to get. I think that's some, one of the craziest things I've ever sort of taken away from intense mushroom trips is not that the drug is giving me something that I that only it can give me. So it's opening up my eyes to what's always around me, uh, which is why people meditate. It's why people do most of the shit that we do is to try to like connect to, I don't know, the life force or the, the, th the glue that holds it all together or whatever, or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I totally agree with that sentiment of just like, it's there. And it's really clear when you're deep in a mushroom trip that it's just like, oh yeah, this is not... 
I'm not imagining this for the first time. Like I'm just seeing what's all around me for the yeah, first time. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Like I love I definitely like psychedelics. Like I'm not and it's not like I'm, you know, I don't need to do them all the time or anything like that or not do them all the time. Like whatever whatever floats your boat really, but you know, it's like I haven't had an acid trip in who knows how long, you know, it's been at least 6 months to a year, you know. And literally like last week, uh I uh, somebody came to the house to visit my roommate and uh and he saw that I had some edibles sitting around. He's like, "Oh man, you know, can I get these? Can I have some of these edibles?" I'm like, "Dude, take the whole bag." You know, it's like that. I, I made these rice krispie treats like two weeks ago. I ain't fucked with them, but they're still good. <laughs> so I kick them down to him, and then he kicks me down two acid gel tabs. You know, it's like, all right, well, wh- what a who knows what a day. Like I ain't used them yet, but it's just like yeah. bingo bongo. Like this yeah. shit just happens sometimes. And it's just like For fuck sure. it, just just go with it. You know? Yeah. And sometimes you go with it. Other times, remember the true. the French fry guy. Mm. We were oh, walking yeah, around yeah, downtown yeah. Portland. You know this story? No. We're walking around downtown <laughs> Portland. I think I've told it on the podcast before, but we're walking around downtown. Dan and I were were probably shopping for records and maybe like about to go get dinner somewhere. And we're passing by this burger place, and this dude, like all I heard him say was, "Can I get some French fries?" Because we we're standing right outside yeah. this burger joint, and I was like, "Yeah, I got you." So I went in to go get it get him some french fries i come back out and dan's like are you gonna take the acid and i was like what the fuck are you talking about but i didn't hear that the guy clearly said like or he did say and i just didn't hear him like i'll give you some acid if you buy me some french fries all i heard was will you please buy me some french fries so i come up and i give him these french fries and the dude's like here you go and i'm like the fuck is that and he was like oh it's some acid for you and i was just like I'm all good, brother. Hey. Like I don't oh do God. random. Right, I just right, don't right. do acid from right, random right, right, people right. that are like chilling, asking for French fries on the street. I feel Happy you. to give you the French fries, though. I feel you. But I'm gonna go ahead and say no to this one. But who <laughs> knows? Maybe that was. Maybe that was uh, a total missed opportunity. Yeah. No, no you know, it's, uh, hopefully it's a good opportunity for the next guy. Then hopefully, yeah, yeah. Or, or not. And hopefully Maybe, now he can get more French fries. Hopefully, right? Because he, he saw something to barter with. Or, so, or yeah. he could t- trip off the acid and figure out how to get his own French fries. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, that might be that. <laughs> that might be like the best thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> That was amazing. Oh shit! Like the world works in mysterious ways, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, also though, you don't want to be not comfortable with like the acid for sure, especially that you're, that you're getting, you get dude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be questioning where I got this acid. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, for if sure. you had some dried mushrooms, I probably would have done it. But even yeah, even that, I don't know. Um, I feel you. But yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Trent's just down for the adventure. Yeah, man. It's always great to like go pick up Trent sometimes, and he's just like, "Yeah, I did some acid earlier." It's like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> We're gonna see when this kicks in." Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I definitely had some bad, t- not bad times, but you know, like some crazy times. Yeah, some, sure. some trips. I'm not gonna call them a bad trip. I just recognize that it's gonna be a trip. But I just can't always. Yeah. Yeah. Determine where it's gonna go. No control. I, I think acid is. Uh, I've had some good experiences with acid, but overall. I like to just stick with the mushrooms because acid. I've just had a lot of, a lot of interesting experiences on acid. One of my favorite acid stories, though, just real quick that I just remembered. We, uh, me and some buddies, were on like this long ass hike in Malibu, and at the end of the hike, you get to this waterfall 
and you can kind of like sort of rock climb to the top of the waterfall. Um, you know, it's basically like you're bouldering up steps. So it's like you got to like climb up a little 10 foot thing and then like you get to a plateau, you climb up another 10 foot thing. It's a little sketchy, even mm-hmm. if you're dead sober. We probably shouldn't have been doing it, but I really wanted to go to the top of the waterfall. And there's three of us and one of us was not into it. And he, I remember at one point he looked at me and he was just like, dude, I really, I just don't think we should be doing this right now. Like, this is crazy to be doing this on acid. And right as that happened, like someone came down around the corner and was just like, man, I would not want to be doing this on acid. (laughs) (laughs) This dude lost his fucking mind. He was like, we got to turn back right now. That was a sign. That was a clear sign. Like, who knows? Maybe those people fucking overheard us or whatever. But at the moment, it was so fucking funny. And this dude was so fucking spooked. But he was just like, well, fuck. Now we're already halfway up this thing. We got to go down. And the going down was... Dicey yeah, at I best. Bet. I bet. I'll never forget that fucking That's dude's amazing. face when this fucking pair of bros was just like, I would not want to be doing this on acid. <laughs> Do you remember where a pickathon super blasted and we were walking and then th- that that dude started talking to us? Yeah, I think so. He was like an EMT, but he wasn't like on duty or something yeah. like that. He was just like, I'm EMT. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is an undercover guy trying to check on my vitals and shit. I was feeling like, oh, I was man. like, this guy. But it's like, all right, cool. Good to have that you should, yeah. in case in case my vitals are, are off or looking crazy. Ooh, you can let man. me know. But Were you like, guys yeah. just like super high on some edibles? On, or? Some, on some acid, dude. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I'll be right back. It, oh, man. I uh, The first night of Pickathon, I ran it into uh a buddy that i play hockey with oh yeah i I remember this and he and he yeah he was just like yeah dude um our other friend gave me a bunch of acid and said give it to some people at pickathon he's like do you want some and i was like oh cool like trent and i were like trying to you know go on some adventures while we were at this pickathon festival it was the you know the second one I had been to, so I kind of knew like what Pickathon was, but this was the first time I got to go with somebody. Mm-hmm. I went the year before by myself, and uh, but yeah, so Trent is with me, <clears throat> and uh, I finish up all my interviews for the festival, and uh, we do some of this acid. It's my first time ever doing acid, I've always been a little apprehensive about the acid more than the mushrooms for some reason. Yeah, I think maybe it's just you know understanding it's not as natural, and you, and don't, you don't know what's on know that what's... fucking tab. Yeah, man. So there's like those elements of it. So maybe it was a little weary, but um, ultimately I had a pretty cool experience. But uh, there was just this point that when I was peaking, and we're just like walking back to camp, and you're just like walking up this hill. Yeah, and it just feels never ending. And there's all this dust and shit. And then this dude is just like talking to us forever. And I'm just like real blasted right now. Please stop. Yeah. It was an adventure though. Um, I think I'm still coughing up dust from Pickathon a year and a half ago. <laughs> that dust, man. You got to be prepared with uh, some sort well, of... Well, now, uh, if you went to Pickathon now, you'd see a bunch of people wearing N95s. Yeah, probably. Because people maybe. know now. Maybe people yeah. know, but I would be when I'm walking around the like not when I'm at the, the shows, but when I'm walking around, I had just had the bandana. That bandana doesn't do shit. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. Thankful though. Thankful, Shout out to Pickathon. Thankful for just like our experiences between us, like being able to like do some of these psychedelic adventures, like deep into like our thirties and shit. You know? Yeah. yeah. Cause like I don't know. It's just that shit always like makes me laugh a lot, you know, just looking back to these two kids just like playing a lot of video games and shit, you know, being uh maybe like some kids that didn't really get in trouble, you know, mm-hmm. you know, weren't like leaning into anything too heavy, like right, even right. through high school and shit. Just a little under the radar kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Um probably didn't think we were gonna like be people that smoke weed every day and shit. Right, right. You know, like uh but yeah, it's just uh it's always a trip. Just like yeah. From the fucking Mario Brothers mushrooms to the to the real thing. Out yep. in the forest. Right. Going heavy. Full circle. Trying to <laughs> trying to 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 not look at the clock. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> just trying to stay up oh, all night fuck, till the man. sunrise and be like, all right, we're not gonna look at the clock. What yeah. The, what time you think it is? We're just like hoping it was like five in the morning, like that, it's like, like one twenty-five. Soon you're gonna get that sun break, and it's just like, yeah, it's fucking two, dude. Four more hours of this before we can like Bro. go get food or whatever. Yeah, your perception of time on psychedelics oh, is really. You know what really fucked me up on that trip is that we parked my car directly on the campsite, mm. and. It was just really fucking weird for me at a certain point because I feel like we did it like a decent amount that night. And it, it was, uh, I don't know, it was real jarring at times to be absolutely blasted in the forest and then just see my headlights and my car, like the grill of my car. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I was like, this is fucking weird, man. Yeah. This feels like some fucking sci fi movie. Yeah. The car is a UFO and shit. <laughs> yeah that was definitely like one of those camping experiences or just out in nature experiences like when you're talking about like hiking alone and stuff or like without headphones on where it's just like you really can like feel alone out there and just be like yo like, yeah like if if if, uh, if something happened like nobody would know for at least a little while you know like <laughs> until some two other fucking dipshits come along trying to take some psychedelics and then they're like oh shit yeah <laughs> right right i found something that's the crazy thing about the forest in general like doing it out there is that it's 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 a good it's, it's grounding deep. it's, it's grounding. deep <laughs> like, yeah. yeah and especially it, out here though because that's like uh you know the the pacific northwest is like a giant fucking mushroom organism the the fucking woods and all that shit you know so it's just like you're really like at the the epicenter of that shit like at the basis sure. with the fucking with the fun guy like, it's <laughs> like yeah from head to toe it's like you're feeling that shit and it's feeling you low-key walking around through it <laughs> no doubt just a few fun guys, you know, yep, together It's vibing. <laughs> you all done. I guess we're all done here now. That's, those are the jokes we're going to be making. I guess we can just go ahead and shut this thing down. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, man. Uh, but mushrooms are tight, though. Mushrooms are better than acid, low key. Outside of the psychedelics, do you feel like there's anything else in particular that seems to be like good for your psyche or like for your mental like in practice wise yeah stuff i need to get better at doing more uh yeah 
definitely working out for sure makes me feel good personally I like i like working out you know and <laughs> on some real shit though because like i'd be in the gym mad like thinking about like oh like i want to fuck some shit up like i want to yeah i guess probably get my 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 somewhat evil thoughts out like i'd be in the gym <laughs> thinking about them sometimes to get that last extra <laughs> rep to be quite honest so like i like the gym uh but yeah just i want to get better at being not stressed the fuck out really at the bottom at the end of the day i'm not saying that i'm like super stressed out but you know we're all just trying to make it you know yeah and like i don't know i don't know the timeline i don't know exactly i'm still just trying to figure this all out so yeah just just chill out a little bit just let it not let it happen like i still got to work towards things obviously you know but for sure but you know my goal is to not beat myself up as much as i used to the day before yeah man yeah, I feel that. And stress is so unnecessary. Like, there's that, like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I've, I've just seen it pass around on the internet, this little, like, flow chart that's just, like, are you worried or stressed? And it's, like, yeah. And then it's, like, can you do something? And then it's, like, can you do something about it? And if the answer is yeah, then it's, like, okay, go ahead and do that. And if the answer is no, then it's like, cool, then don't worry because you can't do anything about right, it. Right, for real. And it kind of is just that simple of just like, yeah, if you're stressed out about something and you can fix it, it's if it's within your power to fix it, then you can just go ahead and just do that. And you don't have to be stressed while you're doing it either. Right, right. right. You can just know that it's like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that I need to be doing because it's going to help me exactly. and I can do it. So I'm doing it now. Exactly. And if you can't do anything about it, then you're just like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't help me to sit here and stress out about the fact that like... I don't love the state of America right now. Like there are some things that I can do to help fix that. And then there are other things that like are far outside of my control. And I can sit here and like tweet fucking memes about Biden or Trump or whoever the fuck all day. But like, it just doesn't, it doesn't help me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What I need to do. Yeah. Which is a good one that I really need to put into practice is the whole, like get up and not even like look at the phone. Yeah. Situation. Oh shit. Just yeah. like, bad at that. just straight. Addicted. Just go addicted. make some coffee, just, you know, make my smoothie, maybe like five, 10 minutes in the book real quick. At least, you know, that's what I always like. I always uh, tend to, to not take advantage of those, those five to 10 minute practices, like meditation or reading a book or just like practicing an instrument, you know, or like yeah. drawing, stretching. writing, stretching, yeah. like any of that stuff. Like if I really did it for five to 10 minutes a day, yeah, man. regardless, you know, like, I yeah. would, you know, I think that's an aspiration for a lot of people to like sure. have better mornings. You know, I think about it every fucking day, every day. I'm like, <laughs> I really have to wake up an hour before I need to be at work so that I can have some like time in the morning right, for yourself to do these shit. things that you're talking about, you know, yeah, even so if it is 15 bad. minutes, like that's, that's again, probably going to set the, the day in a, in a better, better position to get it going. Yeah, dude, I work from home and I just have keep pushing the line back to the point now where it's like, when I had to go into the office, I would roll out of bed and go into the office. Yeah. And now I like roll out of bed and fucking go downstairs and like start working. And it's like, I just woke up 10 mm. fucking minutes ago. Like I should not be for working sure. yet. I'm not, a, right, I'm not right. actually even like awake. I'm excited yeah. for that challenge as I enter into this transition. It's going to be like really important from like working from home and not having like proper hours. It's going to be like really on me to create some sort of structure for myself yeah which is going to be really interesting but i'm like excited about like that 
that challenge of like, oh, mm-hmm. how am I going to manage this? You know, how am I going to figure out? Because I know that there has to be some. It can't just be like, oh, I wake up when I wake up. Right. <laughs> Necessarily. No, it's, it's another interesting metaphor for life of like, you know, you finally have the freedom of like, I'm working from home. I'm working for myself. I set my own hours. I do whatever I want when I want. And even within that freedom, it's like, and then I need to self-impose some structure. Otherwise, like, I'm not going to get shit done the way I need it to get done. Right, right. But the beautiful thing is, though, is like you got, like, with the structure is that you have the time to structure in new new things or, like, interesting things. Like, it doesn't right. have to be, you know, always the other shit. Like, me with my my most recent job, that I'm, yeah, like I was talking about earlier between before we started, you know, like I'm only working three days a week or whatever. So it's like it's nice to have those four days. So it's like literally like I can, you know, you know, hopefully um, if I maintain to have this job or whatever, like and I can get like a road cycle or something, you know, it'd be tied to fucking just start biking all the time, at least once a week or something like mm-hmm. that or like play hockey, you know, yeah. just like. It had to get some for me to get some skates and just skate around or whatever. But it's like just having the time to fucking do some little dumb shit like that. It's not dumb, but you know what I'm saying. Like the little uh, little things where it's just like you you know you're just doing it for yourself. You're not doing it to be to be great. You're not you know you're just doing it to to be to take your mind off of everything else, just like anything else. So yeah, having the time to to do that kind of stuff, regardless of how busy you are, you need to make time to do those type of things that make you feel childish and you know yeah giddy and stuff like that quality of life is uh dependent upon that it seems like not for sure not having that at all is like can be pretty rough yeah for sure um yeah absolutely so yeah i i'm i'm like look forward to seeing with all kinds of things you do with your your future time it yeah, I feel like I, I mean, I either, or not I do. don't want to squander it, you know? Or not do, though. You can't do too much, though. Yeah, it's always, for sure. It's always good to take a nap. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself there, Daniel. Right. I'm not good at that part. You're the type, <laughs> you're the type who'll just keep going. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at saying, I'm awful at saying no. Like, and, and usually it's because it's something like I'm genuinely interested in, but it's like, it's hard. It's hard when I'm just like, I'm not going to take on anything else, and then... Maybe something else comes about. And I'm like, but I fucking like really want to do this. Right. I know I said, but <laughs> I know that I said sounds no more. pretty tight. So I know let's I said no shot. more. Let's see if we can yeah, fold it in. Um, for sure. I want to wake up early. I want to be in that, that, these people, this 5 a.m. 5 a.m. club or some shit. I'm wake up, it. wake up before the sun. But the question is, when do you go to sleep? Though that's that's yeah. the thing. I feel like where it's where like you, you have, have to, to really decide whole... like whether yeah. you're gonna be that real early morning person or if you're gonna be that like burn the midnight oil yeah. person. And I might know? need to be that person if we're if we're talking in the music world because right, I don't want to fucking be the five a.m. or if I want to go see shows three nights a week or whatever. You know, that's gonna. That's so I'm sorry. See what. Oh, you know, hopefully, like one day we're shows. Gonna have those things that they used to that. have back those, in back in the days I used to hear those, about. Yeah. What What about like? Is there any particular like books or like texts that have I don't know like had a heavy impact? For sure, there's a couple. Um, 
Yeah. But then, you know, with the books, too, it's about timing, I feel like, when you get the book and when you mm. read it and shit. Because I definitely have books that I had in my possession or, like, just slept on and it's like, oh, man. But then you read it at the right time. I'm like, all right, cool. It worked out. But, uh, but no, there's definitely a couple books that definitely, like, I would recommend to other people, whether, like, spiritual or not or whatever. Um, the The Alchemist. I don't remember the dude's name, Paolo Cello. 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 Cielo. Cello. Cielo, something like that. Yeah. C E I L. I don't know. Cielo. That's a classic. But yeah, his book, The Alchemist, and then The Pilgrimage, that one too. Those are like both super dope, I feel like. Uh, The Four Agreements. That one was pretty all right. Uh, I got like The Book of Five Rings, which is all right. A little small, little like afternoon book don't even take that long to read type shit Mm -hmm. um the way of the samurai uh all exploring like the same kind of core tenets and shit just kind of like the real stoic uh i guess eastern kind of vibe you know just like kind of thought before action kind of lifestyle or you know shit like that and just yeah yeah like don't don't be so quick to react to everything and just like take a second and think about it Mm. because yeah a lot of a lot of situations not having a reaction is like the best reaction i feel like if you're not trying to blow some shit up if you're not trying to make a scene and shit tough to do tough to do and the alchemist the alchemist sort of has this vibe of like you're right where you're supposed to be you know yeah yeah yeah. so yeah don't don't be like you know tripping out in your mind about how things aren't supposed to be how they're at and or how they are and it's like no i mean they are how they are so you're you're right where you're supposed to be. True and story. Again, it's like if you really don't like it and you can change it, then go ahead and do that. And if you can't, then just be where you're at. True story. No, I definitely feel like I've definitely thought about that more than not. Not well, I guess more in recent years. I've like definitely feeling better about myself and just be like, yeah, you know, you're doing all right. You're exactly like you said. You're you're where you're at. You're supposed to be there. You know, you're a young 35 about to be 36 year old man you know it's just like all right you're on your own you know you don't you know you got your family that you know you have to reach out to that you can't reach out to if you need help and then vice versa but it's just like yeah you know i'm out here seeing the world and yeah it is what it is no worries yeah yeah i'm just living life so definitely so yeah those books are solid i've read some stuff about like mindfulness and stuff like that or uh Ethics for a ethics for a modern world by the Dalai Lama or something like that. Uh, that that uh, what's that book that I borrowed from you? I think I still have it. Shambhala or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that book's Absolutely. tied the 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 That's, art of the warrior, the warrior of the art, or something like that. The art of the uh, it's the war of art. There we go. Yeah, that's uh, that one's that one's pretty great. As far as like yeah, working through like those creative blocks and shit the resistance it's all yeah, about the resistance yeah. and whatnot yeah, yeah. all that, this reading is just tight in general it's something i need to do more of though but all those books are good for you you know i've got a little the theory of uh existentialism and all that shit that shit's a little bit of a downer but <laughs> but that shit's cool though it's like it's definitely you know if you're ready for it it's tight but it's some, it's some, yeah. I mean, it's, it's some thoughts. It's some shit to process. At for some sure. point, I do think it's important for everyone to really sit with the why the fuck are we here? Uh, but it is heavy. It's not. It's not particularly uplifting. Yeah, I'd say it's chewy. It's a chewy book. <laughs> you gotta chew the shit out of that thing. Like I'm reading the same page like over and over. 
Yeah. For like a couple minutes. Right. And shit. It's the raw kale of books. For real. Are you ever, is there ever any desire like that you want to go to some sort of church or synagogue or, or temple or anything? Do you ever have any like pull to experience Fucking that synagogue? type of thing? Anything <laughs> and just any sort of like religious building, you know. Like I think it would be place tight. of worship. It would be tight. I've thought about it the before fuck? for sure, but <laughs> but what if I, he wanted to be Jewish? Hey, that'd be tight. Trent can be whatever he Judaism wants. Judaism is tight. I'm open to whoever would have me, you know. Like I'm just like because that's why. Like, like I just want to hear what everybody's got to say. Like I just want to hear everybody's pitch. Like I'm yeah. not I'm not judging. I just like I just I just want to hear. I want to hear anybody put in their own words. Sure. To me, like, what does it mean to you? Just like we're talking about the dude that says you got to get nine hours of sleep. Like, what does it mean to him? You know. So, like, what does your religion mean to uh, you? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your religion? Mm, That's gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, you got to draw me in and make me think I'm gonna be great or something. But so I just want to see if it makes you the best person you can be. Then that's tight, and I'm yeah. willing to hear if you how got something did that to say about it. Then because yeah. I can learn from that, and right. I can take. Parts of your, I can take your values and install it in myself, you know, sure. regardless of if I'm your religion or not. Right. I can At least still, the pieces that you want to. Yeah. yeah. Just, but but yeah. also, like, those people can do that without selling it in some gross way. You yeah. Know, it's just, just like about themselves. them just being like dope. Like, just yeah, be just themselves. being their that's authentic selves. And, that's all it is. Just be yourself and, and, like, let me see that shit and I'll, I can go from there. Like, I think I'm, a, I think I'm a decent judge of character and shit. Like, for sure, I'm sure I've, Sold people short, sure. like don't give people a chance, or I give people too much of a chance and shit. But like everybody, but everybody, does, but you if know? you know, if you're a good cat, like I'm, I'm with the shit. So I hear what you got to say, regardless, you know. So, For sure. so like I would love to go to a, a a Buddhist temple or fucking, I don't know, any of that shit. Really, yeah. Like I would, I would love to go to a, a Spanish church. I don't, I need to learn more Spanish, but like I'm sure it would help me learn. But like I just want to, you know. I just want to see people feel that shit. I just want to, you know, like yeah. if you love it and you live it and it's you, that's tight. But like, <laughs> just but don't be a dick about it or don't, you know, be nice to everybody else. You know, bottom line. But like, mm. but if religion is your thing, whatever it is, like, or music's your thing or art, whatever, just like do you. It, it'll live through you. Like it'll be it'll it'll it will exude through you regardless if you speak on it or not. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like you can go to the gym. You don't have to tell everybody. They'll, they'll know if they see you. You know. Right. Amen. Big amen. Absolutely. Because like yeah, <clears throat> you know the stages and all that stuff are Jesus. It's just like yeah, you're supposed to do as like do good to like as in like the thought of being like them. You know, but if you continue to do it for so long, then it's like you're not even thinking about the thought of being like them. It's just like you're being you but you were made in their likeness, right? So mm-hmm. you're being them, you're being you, you're just being great, you're just being the best. Being the light. For sure. For sure. There is something that's a little, uh, that seems a little off kilter about wanting to like be so seen in something, whether that's going to the gym or like, I was actually thinking about this this week of like, why does it bother me so much when somebody like is a self-proclaimed activist even though i believe almost any activist in portland probably 90 plus percent of what they're an activist for like i am in alignment with and i've probably like you know i'm probably an activist for those causes in a similar way but i just don't know why it just fucking rubs me the wrong way when i like see someone's instagram profile and like the first thing they have to say about themselves is i'm an activist no i feel you and i'm just i thought about it this week and i was just like 
I think I realize now it's like, obviously I'm, I want people to be activists. I want people to like fight for what's right in this world. But I was like, there's something about someone who does that, that makes me feel like this is about you. Like if you're going to, if that's the first thing you're going to call yourself is like, I'm, I fight for the little guy. It's like, cool. So you fight for the little guy because like you want people to know that you fight for the little guy. Right. You don't fight for the little guy because it's just what it's, what's right. The to right do. thing to do. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and and maybe there's some of that too, but it's just like, it's complicated and like, I don't know. At, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, there's also just like a net, a net good, you know, where it's like, if the outcomes are positive, then like, who the fuck cares why people are doing what they're doing? Yeah. But story. There's a I, lot of, la- there's like a yeah. lot of layers to that. Cause yep, it's like yep. also the power of social media communities and shit is like, obviously has become the source of a lot of change now too. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes, you know, that's just people trying to identify hopefully. themselves within that community. Hopefully, you know, for like, sure. but yeah, then, but yeah, there's all the, there's the ego shit that's got to go along with that too. Like when you become, when you go from being your average uh, person on social media with, you know, a couple hundred followers or something and then all of a sudden you you jump in the activism game and then you have seven thousand people following you now you know and, and getting a lot of like activity that's gotta like be an interesting shift like in your psyche and shit and yeah for like sure. getting a lot of like notoriety for doing it and whatnot even if it is pure-hearted yeah that's yeah no that's a great point True. So, yeah, it just depends. Uh, but, yeah, it just depends on how you look at it. It's just all about perspective and stuff. Because, like, right. either way, you're going to be an asshole on either side of the fence. Yeah, yeah. And at the end like, of the day, like, me being bothered by someone being a self-proclaimed activist has so much more to do with me than it does with right. them. Same thing. I can yeah, sit exactly. here and pontificate about it all I want. But at the end of the day, if I really want to get down to it, it's like, yeah, you have a problem with that because of something that you're – uncomfortable about with yourself which maybe for me it's like the fact that i feel like i could be doing more and i know that right and right. so i feel like mm. you know that's that's forcing me to look at something in myself that <clears throat> i don't want to look at and maybe that's why i'm bothered by it but um yeah all that to say like i always try to remember that if i'm anytime i don't like something about somebody like it has way more to do with me than it does with them okay. it's yeah, something in sure. myself that i for don't sure. like for sure, I, yeah, definitely. When I see people, like, when I talk about working out and shit, it's just like, yeah, on, when they're when they're posting on Instagram and shit, yeah, it's just like, I mean, yeah, that well, shit is objectively it, annoying as fuck. Yeah, but, but it's just like, yeah, definitely, it's it's about me for sure. Then in my mind, it's just like, uh, maybe it's because I never have the confidence to post myself working out or some shit. Right, you know? Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, so yeah. It's just like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's me that I'm fucked up. It's like I need to, I need to learn how to to let it go and let it just be a thought that comes in and yeah. out. You know, so it's just like, yeah, it all kind of falls on. On ourselves, yeah, we like, all, we're all just gonna live our lives how we think for we're sure. Living it the best, yeah. But the things that bother us, the things that we get hung up on, like those are our teachers. Those are our things that yep, yep. that we learn from. You yeah. Know? Yep. Ultimately, I'd like to believe that like people are doing shit from like good-hearted nature, and like people aren't out to fuck up your day. You know, there's definitely some <laughs> by posting some folks their, out there, their but, like, daily fifty crunches. That they didn't do that just to fuck with you. No, they're not fucking up yeah. their day. I just hope they're doing it because they really want to do it. Right. You know, that's all. I just hope people do things like if you're going to be active, like we're talking about active. Say you go from 3,000 to 7,000 followers. It's like, did you make more change by getting 7,000 followers or does the work 
you know, and and like being able to to post it on Instagram and say that you're an activist does like does that cause more change that more people are seeing it, or does the work you do as an activist cause more change? It's all, right. but it's all perspective about right. how you want to look at it, you know. Yeah. But like when it really comes down to it, like what is change or what is success? You know, like what are we all trying to achieve? Right. It's like, as long as you're real about what you're trying to achieve, then hey, you can probably achieve it. You can you cannot be real about whatever you want to achieve and still achieve it, I guess. But you know, if you set out to be like, I want to make some change, whatever, you know, it's like I could feel like you could probably do more change without like having Instagram, really, if you really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's I, a- I tend to agree. Like, I've been thinking a lot recently about. I feel like with all of the activism that was happening in Portland and the protests and stuff this summer. It went on for so long that at some point I got like, I got kind of overwhelmed and sort of just like shut down with all of it where I was just like, oh my God, like, I feel like this is consuming me. And I felt really bad about that. The fact that I couldn't just like keep showing up, keep, you know, learning, keep my nose to the grindstone, whatever it was. And then I realized I was just like, you know, I feel like I just need a more like tangible approach. Like I just need to go back to like helping people on the streets that's sort of like what i always have been about and it's like yeah if i really want to if i want to make a difference if i want to know put my head to the pillow at night and know that i'm helping people then it's like i have homeless people in my neighborhood i should fucking walk around and find someone and be like yo what do you need and just get them that and then yeah like you know just just simple shit like that as opposed to being like okay i need to like I don't know, be a part of some grassroots thing that's going to like completely change the face of America or something. It's like uh, we need people like that, too. But it's like it's it goes back to our earlier conversation of being like in touch with yourself enough to know like what feels right for you and like what where you're actually going to be effective. And like, yeah, if you're trying to do something and you just feel out of alignment with it, then like maybe you're in the wrong spot. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Like. I have no shame as uh, being a, a young African-American black man and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, like living through all this shit that's been going on recently. But then like seeing all that shit that's going on downtown Portland or that was going down, you know, downtown Portland sure. when like George Floyd, like shit just like recently popped off, you know, and how crazy it was getting like I didn't go down there like <laughs> I'm not going to fucking I don't feel bad about it. Like I should have, you know, like I mean, I, there's different times like during it was like, yeah, I should go like be a part of this and like be a part of the fight you know and and feel the vibe and all that shit and all and all that stuff but it's just like for me personally it's just like yo i i know this fight like has been going on for a long ass time like i've, I've been didn't heard about this i've been been taught from my parents and grandparents about yeah, this shit I've lived, lived it, it and yeah. shit so it's just like yo and i appreciate i appreciate and i have mad love for everybody that did and has you know been out in the streets protesting and shit like that and it does make a difference you know but it's just like it's going to take a lot more than that still yeah. though it's just like yo this shit <laughs> for for it to be over with a protest it would mean that people would have to like be willing to like protest all the time and just like not go to work and right which at that point shit. that's like, a strike that's not a thing. and like people that's can't a strike, do that that's a strike not a protest know? yeah we would need yeah. to strike against the U.S. economy as a country, and then the powers of be would be like, "Okay, we got to make some changes because there's no money moving right, around right, anymore." Right, right. But but people are not set up to live without having to go to work and being able to buy consumables, and right. you know we can't provide for ourselves as a whole, you know, nation and shit like that. So, 
or cities for the most part and shit like that can't provide yeah. for themselves or neighborhoods you know like so you know it's not it's not yeah just yelling and shout i, I don't want to like i'm not hating on that shit at all but like protesting makes it is is important but it's the the fight is way so much bigger than that at the same time so like yeah you know all. like for me i gotta figure out how like what's my what's my fight you know like what's my what's gonna be the best way for me to to make my point or get my my foot in the game like do i should i worry about getting real estate and like starting something with my family you know like home mm -hmm. equity and shit like that to pass down to some kids i don't even got yet or maybe not having shit right or fucking if i work the system from the inside out do i fucking you know like <laughs> do i just say fuck it and try to slang mushrooms and fucking acid to everybody <laughs> and liberate the people fucking psychedelically yeah you know like just fucking going around dousing cops and their fucking <laughs> coffee and donuts and just being like good luck you fucking asshole yeah well, we, we've, we've talked about today. this shit though but and it's like, like there's just so many avenues yeah man. there's like other other ways to contribute to the cause like right it's more than yeah for sure you, know, you can you can be effective like you're saying just like doing other shit and figuring out how you can make your own impact yeah so fuck it who knows it's a wild world yes sir indeed it's a wild adventure wild wild west i'm uh grateful for the both of you on the adventure so likewise um yeah and i just hope that we all figure out how to get our own french fries um yeah that I, I I got two I got I two gel tabs all, I can help us figure it out. <laughs> I hope we all it. figure out how to get our own spiritual French fries for ourselves. Man, I uh, I that's my lost, prayer. Yeah, that's yeah. my prayer for this group. Yeah, I almost lost it like five minutes after that. Thinking about, I just started <laughs> thinking about like what you said about the fries and like how that acid to help him get his own fries. And <laughs> unreal, wise wise words. From uh, Sleepy T on the Bible Buds. Um, thanks for doing the thing, man. Yeah, this thanks, was, this was super fucking me. fun. Thanks for having me. Hell so, yeah. It's been great. Yeah, this has been rad. Um, put all the links in the episode notes. And uh, yeah, smoke, pray, love. Email us. I didn't check the email. I'm not going to right now because I don't know. I'm just not it's going just not to. What's happening? Um, there's probably not any in there. But the last time we saw that, there was a couple. So keep them coming if you, you know, uh, send you, an email. Yeah. Buy a mug. Ooh, yeah, and, I need to uh, cop actually some of them. Uh, Dan Kibble presents mugs. I'm trying. I'm about to buy one. Don't of those bring songs. that yeah, shit into yeah. this podcast. My How bad. dare you? Uh, My bad. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I just very like, upset. I like the hey, colorways. Yeah, I just we, like the we, Don't bring up the better <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we don't talk about Dan Kibble presents on this My podcast. Bad. My bad. <laughs> it's it's a, How dare you bring the, up the better enterprise? It's the It's in the contract. We don't talk about that. But for real, then check out the other podcast every week. Yeah. No, you definitely should. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'll put the links in the episode notes. Put a link in there for uh, for Trent as well, so you can follow him. Cool. You, Trent, yeah. you want to send us off with a bless up? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sure. Um, wait, just 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 however you want to do it. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's your episode. You We've know? actually oh, never done this before. Oh, <laughs> never had a guest do it. It's something that I usually say, but I th I'd like to pass it to you this time. Oh man. I feel like it's almost like saying like a little prayer, like saying some, you know, dinner. You know, what is that called? I forget. When grace. You're saying yeah, grace. you're saying, saying the, uh, so the grace. grace. And, and we shit. are going to eat some more barbecue. 
Thank you for what, what Holy Trinity? Can we give it, it just was like a free Holy Trinity holy barbecue? <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Oh man. Damn. That's tight. Oh, just, man. Yeah. I we're see making, Jesus. We're just I making a you. series. Yeah, it's the okay. Holy Trinity series. We'll just bring Trent on regularly to yeah. get stoned with e- us. Eat barbecue and eat barbecue and talk about life. Uh Holy Trinity here in Portland, Oregon. Pilot Farms on the weed, electric lettuce, favorite dispensary in town. We really could use a weed sponsor. I'll yeah, tell we you could. what. We um, could, but yeah, send us send us off with the prayer and and, and the evening <laughs> just, homily. Just, just say bless up. That's fine <laughs> yeah. too. Or whatever wow. you want to do. But yeah, man, people out there, you know, life is is good. It's bad. It's ups and downs, up and flows and shit. Just uh, just ride the wave, man. And gals, ladies, women, beautiful women, beautiful men out there, beautiful creatures, creatures of creatures of God, creatures of uh, of her creatures of Allah, creatures of Buddha, whatever, whatever you're a creature of, just the universe and shit, the grass, just just go outside with no shoes on, just stand in the grass for a little while, just feel that earth, you know what I'm saying, just breathe, just get out there and just know it's going to be all right, and uh, live one day at a time, one breath at a time, and be easy, bless up everybody, hell yeah. Next level send off from fucking Trent. Um, All right. You got to give it to bless up. Well, yeah.